Welcome back to the Wayback Chronicles podcast brought to you by Keith Abbott, Steve McKelkey, and me, Noel Kirsch. Super excited. Uh, those of you who listen to our podcast in the past know, know that whenever Keith gets a chance to talk about music, uh, he has his little extra pep in the step. And you heard <laughs> it at the end of the previous episode with the uh, 1986 current uh, events or pop I'm culture, sorry, pop culture, whatever, whatever I want to call it. <laughs> we, at least we got 1986 part right this time. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Keith was super geeked up about talking about 1986 music. He says that it is the best year in music. So Keith, <laughs> tell us all about it. Can't wait to hear it. So this is absolutely my opinion, of course, and, and Noel's computer's opinion, apparently, too. I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. Sorry. I love it. <laughs> no. Uh, so, I mean, you've got some notable years. So your friend Michael, right? He he loves 82. Yeah. Agreed. Heck of a year. If you, if, when 82 we get to movies, talk about, though. Oh, it's movies? Okay. So yeah, music of yeah. 82 is pretty good, too. But so if you think about in history, there's a couple of years that most people consistently agree are the best years in music. 1969 is the number one year consensus wise. I mean, you think about it, uh, Woodstock festival, um, mm-hmm. Led Zeppelin and Led Zeppelin two Beatles, Abbey road, Rolling Stones, let it bleed the who Tommy. I mean, Neil Young, there's, there's tons Santana, uh, this Bob Dylan, Nashville sky. There's, there's tons of, I mean, that's arguably, in historic historic terms, the best year. 1991 is up there. If you think about the amount of albums that were released from May to September of that year, the grunge explosion um, in our generation, I would say 1991 has got to be up there. But again, if you're talking about my musical taste and the thing that basically made me fall in love with music without any question, it was the year 1986. Mm-hmm. So many, so many things happened in 1986 and so many artists. I mean, you, you talk about artists that expand generations, things that were from the past, the start of different things coming to be. Uh, there was so much. And, and also, this was kind of when the compact disc was starting to take shape. The, this, the, we talked in a, our Christmas special of some of our favorite Christmas gifts. One of mine, I, I talked about some of the others, but one of mine was... Uh, in 1986, I got my first big stereo, mm-hmm. you know, with the record and the t- double mm-hmm. cassette deck and the and the CD player, right? It was my first CD player. And I remember it. I remember getting it. And I remember that it changed everything for me. I mean, I, I hate to say it that way, but it's, it's true. It's like, hmm. this is where I fell in love with, I, I liked music. I fell in love with music this year. And, wow. and so this is, it's, I'm so glad that you screwed up the year, Steve. So I could <laughs> it's take my this fault. <laughs> this is all your fault. And I'm so glad you screwed it up because uh, I mean, Noel had it written down. I believe you were right. I did. So, no, but either way, I'm so thankful for this because this is the year that I think if I could say is my favorite year of music and I will go to my deathbed saying it is, I don't think it can ever be topped in my heart. Okay. So if you think about, the albums that came out this year. We'll go into the singles in just a second. And I'm not even, I don't even care about the order. We'll talk about some of the number one hits. We'll talk about some of the best albums, but let me just run down some of the albums and let's start with the one that changed how music is heard even today. And you talk about one that bridged the gap from the seventies to what kids are listening today in rap music. And Mm -hmm. that was run DMC's raising hell. 
And oh, this yeah. is the one that created Walk This Way, where they partnered oh, wow. with Aerosmith, yeah. talking about wow, merging yeah. the 70s to today. Yep. And Great I remember, video. yeah, I remember my, I was at, <laughs> we had a fundraiser in junior high band that was a rockathon where we basically sat in a mall parking lot, a strip mall parking lot for a weekend and rocked in a rocking chair and raised money that way. Okay. Oh my God. Weirdest, <laughs> weirdest thing ever. Highly yep. effective, highly recommend it. <laughs> but anyway, I remember listening to this tape over and over and over. I mean, every song on that album was great. And I mean, you, so, you know, you know, walk this way for sure. But I mean, you, you talk about uh, the other songs that were in there. There there's so many that were in this album. It's just crazy that you'd probably know. It's tricky. You remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. It's tricky, tricky, tricky. Yeah. I mean, and there's there's so many others that were on there. It's just a, it's a landmark album that changed everything. My Adidas. You heard about my mm-hmm. Adidas. Hit it, run, walk this way. So many good ones. And so really, UB Illin. Remember UB Illin? Oh my so, gosh. I mean, so Jeez. all of those songs came out. We, we talked, I think the last time when the early 80s was the first run DMC, but this is the one that set the precedent of rap music yeah. taking yeah. the stage. Okay, so, and I'm not a huge rap music fan, but I love this album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. listen to this and I've wore this tape out crazy. So, but, you know, not to be taken aback, you know what other crazy rapish style album came out this year? Is that the Beastie Boys? Yeah, yeah. The Beastie Boys. License really? to Ill, baby. Yeah. Oh, License to gosh. Ill came out. Wow. I mean, think about both Don't of sleep those. Sleep till Brooklyn, <laughs> right? I mean, crazy, crazy. I mean, you had rhyming and stealing, posse and effects, slow ride, fight for your right, no sleep till Brooklyn, brass monkey. Oh Paul Revere, <laughs> time. Guess, you know what time it is? Time to get ill. I mean, there's so many great <laughs> songs on License to Ill, and it had the uh, the the airplane on the cover. Yeah. Yes. And if you looked yes. at the serial numbers and read it backwards, it said "Eat me." You remember all this? <laughs> yes. Was, I mean, so so <laughs> okay. many great things. I forgot, but holy cow! Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a couple of years uh, ago, Eminem re- recreated that album cover on one of his albums. It was so iconic. So, so I mean, that's that's just getting us started. Okay, with this year. That's, that's uh, I remember. I, I, like I remember, um, I was in a was it high school? No, that was junior high. Junior high track meet, and uh, listening to we were like, in, like hanging out in the bus between events and everything. And we're listening to Beastie Boys, you know, like yeah. that's, and it's one of those things where like you hear, you hear like a Beastie Boys song, at least for me, you hear a Beastie Boys song and you're like, I remember that, that junior high yeah. track meet, you know, sitting oh, on yeah. the bus, hanging out with friends and just chilling and stuff. But yeah, oh, yeah. that's, those are, those are the days. So there's a, a couple of my old band friends that listen to this podcast. So, and, and so there's a, they, was, they remade when we would do the bus trips, they remade the words to fight for your right to party on band trips. And it was like, you can't play anyway. So quit band. I'll never forget it. I mean, they had words all the way through and, and it was one guy ended up actually going out to Hollywood to try to be a star that created this. It was crazy, but yeah, wow. great stuff. So, but let's, I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg fellas. This could, I could go on. I can't even explain the next one. Paul Simon's Graceland. Oh, you can call gosh. me owl diamonds on the yes. soles of her shoes. Yeah. I mean, yes. homeless, uh, uh, <clears throat> all of the under African skies. I mean, just an incredible, incredible album by Paul Simon. That was uh, so, that was such an un- unusual. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I always wanted to see this in concert. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I, I've watched the YouTube videos of, of his concerts and they look like a blast. I mean, and of course, chemistry between he and the rest of the performers are just fantastic and unreal unreal 
Yeah. We used to like listen to that. My mom, my mom had a, uh, a tape that she, um, would play in her car and it, it was like the weirdest thing I'd ever heard. Like who, what, what, what are you playing? Like the, all the African yep. things. Yep. Late, late. The band that he played with that did that was called Lady Smith Black Mombazo. That was the name huh. of the band that created that. Interesting. Yeah. And it, it was yeah. unlike anything that was, that was Any, available. Nothing. Like yeah. it, nothing ever been done like that before, but yep. what a risk he probably took to make, make that like, yeah. I hope this works, you know, but yeah, boy, but was it, it was, he visited Africa and it was a controversy when he went there. And so that's what created this originated this album. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I got yeah. to see Lady Smith, Black Mombazo, one of my companies brought them to a corporate national sales meeting and they sang that homeless Oh us. my gosh. It wow. was so cool. Of course they didn't have his, his, his part in there, but the, the rest of the song was done. It's just wow. unreal. So wow. um, then if we turn the tide a little bit further, Janet Jackson released control. If you remember oh. Janet Jackson's control, um, yeah. that was one that kind of turned her into a, uh, you know, kind of a bad girl image that mm-hmm. trying to, she tried to shed her goody goody image with that. And, uh, those songs like control nasty. When I think mm-hmm. of you, all of those songs were in there. And so it, what, what cul- have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? It culminated in the 2003 mm-hmm. Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now function. Yeah. <laughs> Wardrobe malfunction. I'm so mad right now. Wink, yeah. wink. Wink, wink. I don't know what to do. So <laughs> let me let me slowly cover myself back up. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to lift and tuck. That's fun. So Noel, you mentioned this on the pop culture album, but Peter Gabriel's So album. So Soul yeah. was the album that had Sledgehammer. Um, mm. It had the song In Your Eyes, if you remember the movie Say Anything. Oh, yeah. uh, yep. In Your Eyes was a big hit there, Red Rain. That's one of mm. my favorite albums of all time. So here's an interesting thing about this year. So who was Peter Gabriel originally the lead singer for? Do you all know? I... Don't say anything. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say Genesis, but I don't think that's right. You are that correct. Oh, am I? 100% okay. correct. Yes. Get out. The first, really? lead, first lead singer of Genesis was Peter Gabriel. Huh. Wow. So that. what's interesting about that is this was the year that Genesis launched the album Invisible Touch. So oh, wow. a lot of these Good neat grief. interwoven lead singer things. So you had Phil Collins, No Jacket Required, that just launched in 85, won the record of the year in 1986. Then Genesis, with Phil Collins as lead singer, releases um, the Invisible, Invisible Touch, Touch that has Throwing It All Away, um, you know, the Invisible Touch, Invisible Touch, Land of Confusion, if you remember oh, Land wow. of Confusion, yeah. um, all of those songs. Um, then Peter Gabriel, Not To Be Outdone, throws out the So album, which is probably, if you were arguing, probably the better of the two album, even though I had the Genesis poster in my room that year and through <laughs> high school. So, I mean, so awesome competition, friendly competition. That I think they ended up remaining friends in the final Genesis concert. Peter Gabriel was in the audience. So still, still remained that way, kind of a little bit of rivals. But so let's talk about another one. So we're talking about heavy metal and all of this kind hmm. of thing. The, the pinnacle album of heavy metal, arguably 
the best album in all of heavy heavy metal happened in 1986 and that was metallica's master of puppets oh man so yeah. if if anybody talks about or ranks a metallica album discography number one every time is master of puppets it was the first one that they really went stratosphere on and mm -hmm. uh, i mean they released hit after hit after hit after that but that was the one that really launched them into this is what hard rock and music is all about and to this day i mean they're still rocking strong, yeah you know so i can't crazy, I, crazy. I didn't realize they were been around that long i, oh, I yeah. thought for i thought they emerged like in the 90s like they, uh, this was the one that launched them but yeah in the 90s wow. is when they started getting really kind of mainstream huh. kind of more mainstream you yeah. know they were yeah. still kind of on the underground cool yeah. death metally you know them and and pantera was was part of this year um uh slayer yep. was part of this year so all of that really heavy heavy metal was happening right about now so um so crazy yes yeah, slayer released rain and blood so so you had master of puppets from metallica and slayer rain and blood so it was a very heavy rock year um yep and in addition to that kind of heavy rock there were two other absolutely Noel, love it mm -hmm. and steve i love it so in addition to that there were two other heavy hitting rock bands i'm so excited to talk about I'm so, excited about <laughs> so the first one is my love the one that made me love my favorite band and discovered them is the 5150 album from Van Halen. <sighs> that was released in 1986. I okay, think I see a tear so in your eye, Keith. I am I, I'm kind of misting up. So this this I is the swear. one that made me go. Like I knew Van Halen, but I loved Van Halen when I heard this. And I remember yeah. listening to it so much the first time I got a headache. And I was like, yeah. maybe I shouldn't listen to this. So I think I turned it up. So it was kind of like, and it was on a, it was on a church choir trip too, that I listened to 5150 Van Halen. I blame, I blame church. So it's, <laughs> it was that good. But in addition to 5150, Bon Jovi Slippery When Wet comes out. Oh my gosh. That was this so, year too. Yeah. So you've got, Jeez. you've got Love Comes Walking In and Dreams competing with Living on a Prayer. I mean, oh my you know, gosh, man. Do you see where I'm saying that this is yeah. an amazing? Yeah. You give love a bad name, living on a prayer, wanted dead or alive, never say <sighs> goodbye, all yes. of those songs originating. Mm. Then you've got Love Comes Walking In, Dreams, Summer Nights, you've got <sighs> Best of Both Worlds, you've got, you know, how why why can't this be? I mean, it's just like it's how can you not iconic. be giddy? It is. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> those everything are about that. Those like, are two iconic albums that yeah. that's, that's amazing. That like, they were heavy hitter. I mean, even then. Yeah. And so, but then let's, let's go back to pop. So Madonna doesn't want to get outdone. So she releases true blue. I don't know if you remember this album, but this was a massive, a massive album as well. And, and she kind of was mm. one of those where she had, had kind of hit her peak with material mm -hmm. girl and all this. So she decides that she wants to come with a more serious album. Papa don't preach. Mm -hmm. open your heart oh, that was on this open one? your heart yep open your oh, heart okay. um la isla bonita the the song live to tell i don't know if you remember live to tell the secret i have learned. oh yeah never yeah, yeah. ever had mm -hmm. this chance again yeah and true blue so so a lot of good songs on this album so again yeah madonna not wanting to be outdone right wow so then you get wow. some commodores going in there lionel richie comes up and says oh wait oh oh no you didn't Okay, and and so Lionel Richie decides to throw out "Say You Say Me." Oh Remember that gosh, song, geez. which was the, the number one song to start the year nineteen eighty six. 
Okay. Oh. So, so that's, wow. that's just, it's just, it's just all over the place. Um, back in the high life again from Steve Winwood. That's, that's a, a great big song. album. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. So, so the Lionel Richie album that's associated with dancing on the ceiling, that's the, yeah. that's the album that is associated with yeah. that. That's a um, great song too. Yeah. It, that's just the way it is. Bruce Hornsby in the range. You remember oh, Bruce man. Hornsby in the yes. range, mandolin rain and all of those from that album. Um, yeah. okay. And then some more rock. Look what the cat drag in from poison. Okay. So, <laughs> so not only do you have Jeez. Bon Jovi, not only do you have, um, Van Halen, but you've got freaking poison. Look what the cat dragged in. And so I don't know if you remember what the songs were on this, but you've got talk dirty to me. You've got, um, you, you know, blame it on you. Want some, need some, I want action. I want action tonight. Yeah. All of these songs. So just kind of the one that got them started before they really went into the stratosphere. But that was that was their founding song. And then Europe comes in. They're like, wait just a minute. While I have my tree and tea and the Europe releases the final countdown, Noel. You're right. Oh my gosh. Europe right. releases the final countdown. Okay. So seriously, have, how do you how do you how do you like do you, if you're the if you're like a billboard charts person, like what do you pick? I, I, you I don't, literally I, could yeah. have, like, I will go through that with you shortly because it's crazy. Gosh. And and wow. what's crazy about it is almost every week there was a different number one, which made it so well, yeah. fun. You know? Yeah. But yeah, it's wow. just it and it just it just never ends. It's crazy wow. this this year. Um you know, so you got the final countdown, you've got Carrie, you've got Rock the Night, Cherokee, all those songs on the final countdown. Well, then the the, the Pet Shop Boys come in, you know, they decide <laughs> to do the, their, their own thing, um, you know, with, with their with their stuff. And so they decide to release the album, Please. Please is more of a Rocky album. So they got rid of their synth pop and, and still did some good things. But uh, but it was more of a, a of a pop album. But West End Girls was, oh, was yeah. part of that. Um, some of those songs. So crazy, crazy stuff. Wow. Huey Lewis in the news Four. seriously happy to be stuck with you. You Gosh. know, Jacob's ladder, all of these crazy yeah. songs. Yeah. Yeah. And so, wow. and then, and then we, we talked about this in, in the movies, the top gun soundtrack comes out. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. With so, uh, Kenny Loggins. You got Kenny Loggins. But you've wow. got, I mean, how can you not even enjoy the the soundtrack of Top Gun? I mean, this yeah. not, you don't even have to hear yeah. Kenny Loggins to love this stuff. You can hear that that beat drop when they first are on that aircraft carrier. You can hear yeah, that yeah. in this song, man. It's just I, it's uh, whenever I hear whenever I hear um whenever I hear Danger Zone, I I have to turn it up in my in my car. Yeah. I can't I oh, can't yeah. not. Like it's just yeah. a I just my hand does it itself it. without thinking yeah. it's crazy. It's definitely one of those songs that can't come on while you're driving in the school zone. No, not at all. <laughs> You're going 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going 25. Dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to step it up a little bit. I'm going to be dangerous. 22. That's right. Crank Deuces. it on up. Yeah. So we talked about some of the other interweavings between Peter Gabriel and Genesis, but what's funny also is after uh, a couple of weeks after 5150 is released, David Lee Roth releases Eat Him and Smile with, uh, oh. with, with a couple of his biggest hits. Give me a bottle of anything and a glazed donut to go. Oh, the, the Yankee Rose video. Yankee one of my Rose. favorites of all time. So <laughs> is this the, just the gigolo? Is that on that, on that so, one? No, too, just the gigolo was actually while he was still in Van Halen, he did a solo cover album of four hits with California girls, just the gigolo, oh. uh, tobacco road and okay. not tobacco road. Um, 
Coconut Grove and one other. I can't remember, but yeah, no, it was kind of a feeler okay. album, but that's kind of what caused some of the drift because he thought, hey, I'm I'm kind of cool, you know. So kind, kind of, of good interesting though. But yeah. yeah, but that's that that uh yeah, Eat Him and Smile huh. is pretty fun, pretty fun show. I mean, see he got Steve Vai as a guitarist. I mean, just he had his own super group that's wow. just in their own world. So crazy. Wow. And then and then another heavy hitter rock band comes out. Boston releases third <laughs> third stage. Wow. Which has songs like Amanda and no. all, you know, remember, take me by surprise. you know, remember all this, all these songs. So I remember again, I, all of this, I was really heavily influenced by church and I'm thinking about it, but so I remember <laughs> my, one of my good friends in the youth groups, his name, his name was Scott and, and he had this Honda Accord. And he, it was one of the first cars that I went into that had a CD and a souped up stereo with all oh, of man. the bells and whistles. And I remember yep. we sat in that car and he cranked up third stage and we listened to Amanda. And then we listened to the launch. I don't know if you've heard the launch, but it is an acoustic, nothing synthesized, all created of natural sounds, but it sounds like a <laughs> rocket launch. And I remember listening to that and I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard in my life. And like, so <laughs> like just crazy, crazy stuff on that. There's some great songs. Can't you say is on that album. So many good ones. Wow. Um, you know, but then you, you go back up in, in New Jersey, right? So there's a guy across the st street from them going, oh no, you didn't. So Bruce Springsteen releases a live album. Jeez. Billy Joel releases <sighs> the bridge. So this Good. is the wow. year that Billy Joel releases Gracious. the bridge. I mean, wow. I'm telling you, how do you, how do you stop, you know, That's... thinking that this isn't a killer year? I mean, it's just everything about it. So the bridge came out, had the song, this is the time. And I don't know if you remember this. This was the song that was my senior song that was sung at my graduation. So huh. I remember this is the time to remember because it will not last forever. Yeah. Great song. Uh, a Matter of Trust. Uh, a lot of this yeah. was about the time he and, and uh, oh, what's her name was getting together. Christy Brinkley. This kind of, Christy Brinkley. I believe she was on the Matter of Trust um, video. Uh, so things like that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, crazy mm -hmm. stuff. But then, but then going back into the 70s, Luther Vandross releases an album. Uh, Dionne Warwick releases with some friends that's what friends are for yeah. so even motown is still rocking at this point so wow. you've got motown still killing it you got lionel richie you've got you know dion warwick whitney houston how will i know by whitney houston there's a single released then you've got heavy metal you've got hard rock you've got electronics this is the year that boy bands were created because this is the first album for new kids on the block oh, so they wow. have their first album so, I mean, it's just like, no matter how far you dig deep into this, there's something going on. Even in Christian rock, the group Striper created To Hell With The Striper. Devil. Heck Damn. of a heck of a killer Christian rock group, you yeah. know. Yep. Did but you listen to that? Ozzy Osbourne comes group? back and talks about the ultimate sin. So they're fighting. Yeah. Do what? <laughs> Did you listen to uh, Striper in your youth group? I didn't. I didn't. Just Van Halen. You were too busy listening to Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly enough. So, funny. you know, but then you have Peter Cetera that, that left Chicago and created Solitude Solitaire. We'll talk about that one in yeah. a second. Tina Turner, Tina Turner, Break Every Rule. Billy Ocean, Rolled Zone, uh, Love Zone. The Talking Heads. I don't know if you know yeah. the Talking Heads. One of my favorites. Yes. They created um, the, the song, uh, the album Two Stories that had Wild Wild Life and some of those on there, which was redone for Cool Runnings, by the way. Um, <laughs> and Aretha Franklin came out cool with Aretha. Um, I mean, just... It goes on and on. Whiplash Smile by Billy Idol. 
um, Moody Blues, The Other Side of Life. Uh, Journey created was their last album in a decade was called Raised on Radio. Uh, had oh, I'll yeah. Be All Right Without You and some of those songs. Mm-hmm. So big tile. This was the founding year of the group They Might Be Giants, their first album. If you mm-hmm. know me, you know I love the group They Might Be Giants. Yeah. And if you don't okay. know them yet, give me a moment. I will help you. I will help you. So, <laughs> so, so many good, Belinda Carlisle, so many good things coming out. But let's, Jeez. let's talk, let's transition a little bit to the number one songs of this year. Okay. So I talked about Lionel Richie that started off the year with Say You Say Me in January. Then mm-hmm. Dion, Dion Warwick and Friends, that's what Friends are for. We mentioned that. That was actually yep. the longest running number one. It actually lasted a whole month. Okay. Wow. It lasted a whole month at number one. Let's talk about this year. That was the longest. Okay. That's crazy. Um, when that, that wait, was that, that was the Farm Aid song that they used, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, or I was think it so. Farm Aid or? Yeah. It was or, one of those. Or, no, it's the Africa. Live Aid. One, yeah, Farm Live Aid. Aid. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Live Aid. Yeah. They did like a benefit for, remember, I remember that yeah. for, some some big some, some big fundraising yeah yeah but then Whitney Houston how will I know that was yeah. for mm. a whole two weeks Whitney Houston was number one then wow. two weeks later Mister Mister creates oh, Kyrie yeah. do you remember Kyrie oh, I love that song that song is awesome we did listen to that at our church okay yeah great song and then two weeks after that starship which used to be Jefferson Starship but now Starship creates it releases and gets a number one in the song Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, you know, and then right after that, Hart decides to beat him out one week later with the number one, These Dreams, These Dreams, come on, I'm going to close my eyes, you know what I'm talking about? That's a great song. And then, and then one that lasted for three whole weeks. So this was a heavy hitter. The, and let me see if you know, the name of the band is Falco. What? Oh yeah, it's Amadeus. Amadeus, baby. Amadeus. 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 I don't even know what he's saying. Amadeus. 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 Yeah. He's yeah. Australian or something he's like that. Like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, somewhere around Germany, Australia, somewhere. Yeah, and then, and then so and then we've got one that we've talked about many times before. Prince and the Revolution beats oh, yeah. Amadeus with Kiss. Gosh. So there's a song in 1986. Okay. And then, just like you said, Noel and Steve, Robert Palmer's Addicted to Love. Yes. Him out. So that's 1986, <laughs> May 3rd, number one song. Then wow. West End Girls by Pet Shop Boys, one week later, beats them out. My West gosh. End Girls. And then Whitney Houston song. comes back. Because the greatest love of all. Right, so the greatest love of all lasts a killer three weeks at number one from May thirty-first. A, a, a little, a little higher voice than that. I think so. <laughs> Maybe I, I think so. I'm doing the lounge act, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> then on June seventh, Madonna has one week at number one. That's it for "Live to Tell." Live wow. to tell, and wow. and then going back to old school Motown, Patti Labelle and Michael McDonald beats her and holds the number one spot for three weeks for the song. On my own. Remember that song? Wow, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. And after that, Billy Ocean, for one week, there'll be sad songs to make you cry. E-I-E-I, if you remember that one. <laughs> and then one of my favorite songs of the 80s is next. It held it for one week was the band Simply Red, and the song was Holding Back the Years. Do you remember this song? Holding Back the Years. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, such a good. Song. I mean, such a groove. I love that song so much. And then Noel, to to your credit, with the music videos, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer hits number one in July twenty sixth. 
And then there was the Battle of the Peters at that point. That came out wrong, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Cetera beats Lord him fight. out. Yeah, that's right. Peter Cetera beats him out with the Karate Kid theme, Glory of Love. Oh, yeah. So, that's a good Glory song. Glory of Love. Yep. And then Madonna fights back in there for a whole two weeks with Papa Don't Preach. Okay, wow. so that's in August. And then Steve Winwood, bring me a higher love. So higher love is one week. Banana Rama beats him with, I'm your Venus, I'm your fire. So you know that. Remember that? Oh yes. And then Top Gun. That that's the summer of Top Gun. So Berlin has their number one with "Take My Breath Away." Oh yeah. Yes. And then, then San Francisco steps it up. I know. I'm. I, I feel like I can see the scene right now. So, so fun fact about that scene. Do you know that that love scene in Top Gun was re was was actually added in months after the film was completed? And the reason it was so dark was because like Tom Cruise and them, they had to grow their hair out for some other movie, so they didn't even look like the same characters. Really? So that's why it's so shaded, and you can't see what's huh. going on. Is because they had them in there, but it was completely like weeks and months after the movie was done never never knew they needed a love scene in the movie to appease audiences so they threw that back in so take my breath away um all i know is that the the house that she had in the movie was relocated from its original location where it was in the movie to another location now it's like a pie shop or something like they convert into into a restaurant so that's cool though live on in some legacy there that's kind of fun Yep. Kind of like the, I want to go see the Christmas story house, you know, in Ohio. Yes. Kind of cool. Yes. Same idea. That's another one of those I'm iconic on this, houses. I'm on this Facebook group that has like they these people go to all these locations where oh, these, you know, awesome. scenes were shot. Like they went to like the, the uh, home alone house and took no pictures way. of that. And, like the, the garage that's in uh, Ferris Bueller's day off. They've gone to that. Oh, like they, man. there's, it's every, all, all these kind of scenes and stuff where they've taken pictures of the scene from the movie. And then like the scene today, and uh it's pretty you need to, it's pretty you know post that cool. on our facebook page noel so yeah i'll follow it that's totally cool it's pretty Holy cool cow. it's pretty that's cool awesome. wow so. so yeah i'm i'm not even a two-thirds of the way through this this, this single <laughs> holy <laughs> cow man so after take my breath away huey lewis and the news releases stuck with you oh, last for three weeks <laughs> then janet jackson beats him out for two weeks with when i think of you Gosh. and then cindy lopper beats her with true colors Remember oh True my gosh. Wow. And then Amanda from Boston beats out Cindy yeah. Lauper for two whole weeks. And then after that, a, a band by the name of the human league, you might know, don't you want me baby yes. and all that. They yeah. came out with the song human. I'm only human born to make mistakes. Remember that song? So that was yeah. the number one in November. Then we start rocking out Bon Jovi. You give love a bad name. Hits number one for wow. a whole week. Okay. And then Peter Cetera teams up with Amy Grant, the Christian rock artist, to to uh, release the single "The Next Time I Fall." Next time, oh yeah, I next fall. time I fall yeah. in love, and and in then love. and I love better than mm-hmm. what you do. Hey, that was good next harmony. Don't know the words. And the last, the last two number ones for that year. Can you imagine how many? I mean, how many times is there years where there's like weeks at number one? 
I mean, think about yeah. this. It, like four weeks was the t- the longest in this year. So yeah, Bruce, Bruce Hornsby in the range, dethrones Peter Cetera and Amy Grant with, that's just the way it is. Some things will never change. Ah, but don't you believe them? And then he stays for one week. And then another song that all of us as men know, The Bengals Walk Like an Egyptian. Oh, takes the yeah. last two weeks at number one. That's a great so, song. It is. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. So 31 different number ones in the year 1986. That's how crazy wow. full that year was. Isn't that wild? I mean, it it's wild. just, it, it is a year, in my opinion, that is next to none. It, it's just such a good year. So I, like I said, I'm sorry that we messed it up, but not sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. It's so good. There's yep. so many great songs in here. Um, Never from heart alive and kicking by simple minds. Um, I mean, just some of these others that didn't hit number one, but probably would have any other year. Um, you give love a bad name, Bon Jovi, uh, Glass Tiger, Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. Don't forget me when I'm gone. Mad yeah. About You by Belinda Carlisle. Um, the Miami Sound Machine, Conga. Come on, baby, buddy. Oh. Conga. 1986. Yeah. D- Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. One of my other favorite songs of all time was uh, uh, in 1986 was Howard Jones, No One Is to Blame. Have you ever? You oh, know, yeah. And yeah. you want her. And she, that's one of my favorite songs ever. So. Yeah, yeah, great song. Yeah, the Bengals yeah. again, just another Manic Monday. That was in 1986. Oh, Here's yeah. another music video that might have competed with um with uh with a uh with the whole sledgehammer, and that was the dire straits money for nothing and walk of life. So walk of life oh, yeah. out of that same album, Brothers in Arms, was in 1986, a release. <laughs> um, wow. If you leave, if you leave by OMD, that was yeah. a song there. Uh, I mean, so it just, it goes on. I mean, like, like I said, I, your love by um, outfield, Josie's on a vacation for away. You know, that song um, <laughs> that's living outfield. in America. That's a whole Rocky four living in America. James Brown. Yeah. Our, our our, was, out, outfield yeah. was released this year too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. That is John, a great, that's a great album. Great, great album. J- R-O-C-K in the USA by John Mellencamp. You know, I mean, just, just crazy. Crazy, crazy albums, crazy songs. I, I just, you can keep going, but it's, it's Silent Running by Mike and the Mechanics, uh, Small Town by John Mellencamp. Uh, you know, All I Need is a Miracle by Mike and Mechanics. Just, and Mike and the Mechanics, essentially, if y'all don't know, that's Mike Rutherford, who was the guitarist for Genesis. So he was oh, busy, my. just like Phil Collins, you know, so crazy stuff. Cra- I wow. mean, so anyway, just wanted wow. to let y'all know of what I believe is the best year and drive it home with some really strong points there. So. I, I think um, it, it was a mistake that we ended up on 86, but I sure am <laughs> glad we ended up on 86. Me too. And that's incredible. Keith. It's, it's a, I, it's a fantastic, fantastic year for music. And I, I, I could see why you were so giddy about, Oh um, man. Covering this. Oh man. I mean, I just, I, I knew it. it's funny because I remember in the nineties, maybe in college, I remember going through some of my favorite albums and I yeah. remember looking at the back. Cause I look at the back. I'm like, when did this album come out? And it was like, every album was 1986. And, oh, wow. and that's when I first started discovering, yeah. I'm like, I didn't realize it at the time, you know, but yeah. then because some of these albums, I probably didn't know until 87, 88. Mm-hmm. But as I was collecting them, like all of these albums came out in 86. That's like, incredible, man. So yeah, pretty, pretty fun. Pretty fun. Incredible. 
That's so. amazing. Well, thank you very much for that. That was um, that that was a that was a lot. That was a lot to take in. Like, there's so many songs you were you were saying that I was like, I could fighting the urge to sing them, but uh, oh, love love so many of those songs. It's amazing that uh, the longest that one stayed at the number one was four weeks for yeah. the whole year. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. You, you think about wow. the artists there that usually would have week, yeah. weeks, months long hit. I mean, yeah. you've got Madonna, you've got Whitney Houston, you've got Gosh. these heavy, heavy, heavy hitters. Can you imagine and, being, can you imagine being like a startup band trying to make it in 1986 and like yeah. all <laughs> these, all the major players are just releasing these Crazy. gigantic albums. And but then you like, get, but, but you get Bon Jovi, you get Europe, then you get, yeah. you know, uh, Poison, you got the album. You remember the, the oh, another song, another album that I think is perfect album cover to cover crowded house. You remember oh, don't, yeah. don't dream it's over. Yeah. I, I think that in my opinion, that's one of the albums that I can listen cover to cover and never be bored. So that came out in 86 too. But Gosh. that's another one is they were trying to compete with yeah. all of these others. Like, yeah. how do you do that? It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So incredible. Incredible. Fun, good fun stuff, year. man. Yeah. Thank you for letting Very me good. share my, I, I hope I know I got a little long winded and giddy, but man, if there was every year I had prayed, I could say it, talk about music. It was this year. So it was just so lucky. <laughs> the start of the line. Yeah, I, think you may, I think you may have sold me and Noel on the idea of this being the best year ever. So it's, yeah. it's pretty solid. I, it's, it's, uh, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Like yeah. I say, there's, yeah. there's a few other years that I can look back on. Like when we did that, was it 78? Man. Yeah. That's another that good 78 one. was pretty, yeah. that was unexpected. Yeah. I think we kept rattling off hits from like, man, this was a great year. Yeah. 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 We did a, we did a, um, we did a Spotify list for 78 and I think we should do a similar one for 86. What do you I guys think, think? I think that's Heck a yeah. really good idea. And so I yeah. will start one and we'll launch it this week after this episode releases. And if cool. people want to add some that they remember, let me know. Cause I'm sure yeah. I left some out that were just as cool yeah. for y'all. So, but thank you. So, and so, so what's challenge, next? challenge to our listeners real quick is if you, if you agree that 1986 is the best year in music, then let us know if you don't agree, we really want to know which year you think is the best. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Just, you just can't say no and not, not uh, defend your answer. So that's for sure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm more than happy to learn something about these other years too. Like I said, for my taste in music, I couldn't top this one, but I know there's other years that were fantastic. So bring yeah. them on, yeah. bring them on. That is uh that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. It's fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. I was 12 years old in 86. So mm-hmm. must not have been at a junior high track meet. Uh, listening to BC Boys, it must have been after it was released a couple of years. But I remember <laughs> listening to that in the bus um, between between events and stuff. But um, man, it's 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 weird. Like those are those formative years, you know. Like that that music is sort of part of at least my youth, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and all your youth events yep. <laughs> would tie, tied to the the songs of this year. I go, I go back cool. and listen to that Beastie Boys album from time to time. And I it's funny, I kind of put myself in this weird, I'm I'm weird, I know it's fine. I'm cool with it. But <laughs> I always I always sit there and I, I close my eyes and I think, I wonder if these guys knew what they were yeah. creating when they were doing it. Did they realize what they were about to do? Like yeah. I think that has got to be 
like, did they go in that recording studio and everybody look at each other and go, this is going to blow up. Like you just, you know, <laughs> yeah. like I yeah. just, I'm so curious to be a fly on the wall in those, those days, like, like those Beatles sessions, like, you know, the first time somebody heard Eddie Van Halen, you know, the mm-hmm. first time somebody heard the Beastie Boys or Run DMC mm-hmm. or, you know, like any of these big, like, you know, any of these guys, like did, did you, what was the first time you heard Elvis? Like yeah. it's gotta be like, I just heard history being yeah. made. You know, it's just, it's, I would love yeah. to be a fly on the wall in those days. Do you know? ever seen the, um, the documentary that they did on Tom Petty and the heartbreakers? I know. I want to see that though. It's, it's good. And, and that's the, another one like, yeah, special, it, special. That band, he, he said, you know, what he goes, every band's different. Every music writer is different, but the way our band did it, he said, we pretty much just went in there and, somebody would say, Hey, I got this, I got this riff that is, that I'm, that's in my head and they'd play the rift and then the rest of the band would put music around it. Like they just build a song that way. (laughs) Like I can't, I I just not, that is a, that is a gift that some, that they've got um, to be able to do that. But they would, they would show their sessions. Like they would just start like this little rift and it's just like five bars of a song that you immediately know, but the rest of it wasn't written. It was just like this five bars of music and they just wrote the rest of it. It's like an incredible. Well, it really is. Yeah, I've got, I got to tell you a story that's kind of related to that. So when I was just, I, I lived in Odessa, Texas for a while. And mm-hmm. when I first moved there uh, for Christmas, I got a guitar and some private lessons from a gentleman in town, older guy named Bob Cottle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know much about him other than he was a private instructor. Well, so turns out he's telling me this story that um he was on a tour bus and he was coming up with this this swing rift of da 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 mm-hmm. like that and the guy that he was touring with who happened to be the lead of this band listened to it and went up to him and said hey i like that but i want to straighten it up and can i use that in the next <laughs> song and it ended up being Da, 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 oh, pretty woman. He oh was the touring God. guitarist for Roy Orbison, who was from That's Wink, whole... Texas, right by here. So Holy he actually cow. created the riff to Pretty for... Woman. But, not for, but, but Roy Orbison yeah. just said, let's straighten this out. That's a yeah. cool riff. Let's straighten it out and make it into this song. So That's... yeah, kind of like what Tom Petty is like, people are contributing and it's like, yeah. it, and, and nobody was worried about plagiarizing. It was like, uh-uh. this is just what you do. You just create yeah. this stuff, you know, yeah. crazy, crazy stuff. That so, was, that was, that's something, man. Pretty wild. Those yeah. I need to watch that. I love Tom Petty. I love it's, Tom it's, Petty. A, I, it's a great one. He's one of those artists, man. I didn't realize how much I really loved Tom Petty until he died. And I was like, yeah, there's no yeah. more music coming from Tom Petty. Like yeah, that really man. stinks, man. That's, that's but, one of those where I wished I could have seen that guy in concert just once, yeah. you know? And like, I'm so glad, like the three of us are going to go see Sammy Hagar and uh, Michael yeah. Anthony and some of those guys here come summer. And like, it's, it's some of these things where I'm like, I I've got to like, Don, my wife just sent me that journey's coming to Lubbock here soon. And I'm like, mm-hmm. these are some bands that I'm like, I can't say anymore that I'll see them next time. I need to just go, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're yeah. going to be they're They're going to be not around much longer and you gotta, you gotta right. so i want to see that youtube that you two show at the at vegas at the sphere, yeah, sphere. Oh, dude man. let's do so, that let's I'm seriously game. go do that i would love to see that i we lynn and i saw tom petty years ago and i honestly think we were the only ones 
at that show, including the whole band that wasn't on marijuana. <laughs> I'm um, sure you're right. <laughs> I, I'll never forget. Like I looked to my right and there was somebody that was standing up and was trying to raise their hands above their, above their hands, like, you know, clap or whatever. And they got about right there, like right about even with their ears. <laughs> and it was like, that's awesome, buddy. I don't know how you're going to get out of here, but I hope you got to ride home. Cause right. <laughs> you ain't going to make it. You might fly home. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. But I can um, imagine. Yeah. We wow. were, we were the only ones not under the influence that night. So. I can imagine that's that's pretty intense uh, and stuff. But that's yeah. Cool. But the concert was amazing. He's just so good, so good. Yeah, but what an artist. But. All right. Keith. So what's next, Steve? What are we doing next? Are we doing a mashup? What are we doing? I think we should do a mashup. Sort of just pull together the last of. There's some good sports stuff out there, by the way, which I don't yes. mind talking about. And, okay, let's uh, do it. Let's just let's just throw everything else, sports and yep. more. Just we'll throw a 1986 we'll salad episode in there. There we go. Toss yeah. salad. There we yeah, toss there go. salad episode. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, no, it sounds good. So yeah, let's do one more episode of 86 and then we'll pick out a new year. Maybe sounds 1985. Like Maybe we'll do it this time. <laughs> Might do it right. Yeah. And we got we got a couple of more deep dives. So Noel, thanks yeah. for doing your your deep dive on Rick yeah. Moranis. That was awesome. Yeah. I uh, yeah. got a couple more for Steve and I, and that's just part one, right? So we've got a couple of deep dives that each one of us will do in the future. That's so, so yep. this is our first round of that. Yep. Um, so lots of fun things coming on uh, in the next few days, but glad that we had a really fun participation. We released that pick five challenge wrap up a couple of weeks ago and uh, Noel, thanks for the pop culture and, and this music. I'm thank you for, thank you for letting me do 1980. I'm so happy. You have no idea. I, this is I my would, happiest episode for me personally. I'm so happy. There's a certain giddiness about you, Keith. And I, <laughs> yeah, there really is. I was all day. I've been like, I get to record tonight. You know? <laughs> I was, I was telling my, my office manager about it. She just had this blank stare and I was telling Dawn, she's like, I get it. Can we go eat? Okay. Yeah, right. I was like, I was like, I had my phone. I'm like, and this song, and this song. She's like, I get it. I get it. It was a great year for music. I get it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so mash up next, toss salad episode, and we'll move yep. on from there. Awesome. Thanks, yep. guys. I appreciate this. I appreciate this time. Nice job. Thanks. Yeah. Great job, Keith. All you right. Guys, take care. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All I can say is, long live 80s music. Thanks for listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel, Keith, and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on waybackchronicles.podbean.com. We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future.